1: What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Top Rope Nation. This is episode 281 of the show, the 2023 WWE Royal Rumble preview. You got a special one here for you, a real treat in store. We brought in the big guns to preview the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it's Ryan Drosty, but I'm not referring to myself. I am referring to my co-host tonight from Pro Wrestling Torch, the assistant editor of pro wrestling torch mr zach hador and zach welcome back to top rope nation
0: man ryan it's great to be here i'm glad uh you invited me to be on it's it's we were, as we were talking off air it's been it's been a hot second been been a little too long since we have been, uh, been able to to do a show together and uh i'm you know Royal rumble season's always fun so i'm super pumped to be here man
1: i was looking through our archive and i'm trying to figure out when the last time you were on the show was And unless I forgot to type your name into a show description, which could have happened, the the last one I pulled up was the Wrestling's Best TV Matches Draft in October of 21. Could that be the last time?
0: I think that was the last time. (laughs) I think that was the last time because I remember having just a like, yeah, that show was really, really fun. It's almost like, you know, (laughs) you got to ride off into the sunset on a a good note because that was a blast of show. But yeah, I think that was it. That's the last time. I think you and I did a show maybe once with the torch, um, yeah. since, since then. Um, but yeah, it's been a bit, so I'm, I'm just, I'm pumped to be here, man. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks for asking.
1: Absolutely. I know the, uh, listeners always enjoy having you on, so this should be a good show. And yeah, we did, we've done quite a few, sh- a few shows. Now it wasn't really working out schedule wise because you've asked me a few times to do like yeah. fireside chat and, and some of the torch shows and both of us got kids running around and we haven't been able to work it out. So I'm, I'm really glad that this worked out but i have seen you zach yes since yes. the last time we did a pod together let me just throw this up on the screen remember that day
0: oh right look at that look at that <laughs> look at that fine group of gentlemen right there <laughs> God, Me <and laughs> man zach. that was a fun day dude
1: yeah tim jesse velasquez good friends of the show that was in chicago right before all out little did we know what we had in store <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> that night Boy. Of all the things that, like, we we talked about that may or may not happen, it, uh, <laughs> it all ended up failing in comparison to what actually did happen. Right. Uh, so, yeah, boy, that was, man, you know, I'll tell you, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's freezing cold weather now. It's been snowing here all day. It's like, man, early September sounds pretty darn good. We were able to get outside oh, and have a couple beverages on the, uh, on the old patio there. So, boy, yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a fun weekend, man.
1: It was a windy, it was slightly windy, and I remember thinking, boy, I don't know about sitting outside, but you had picked a spot that was kind of shielded from the wind. But even with yeah. that wind, I would give anything for that weather yes. right now compared to yes. how it is here in the upper midwest. Yes,
0: no question. No question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoveled too much already. So yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, hey guys, before we get into the rumble on the card here, I want to point out this is the second time now we have streamed here on the SE SC Scoops. YouTube channel. So again, big shout out to SE Scoops for partnering up with the show and and streaming this on their YouTube channel on the social networks and everything. And each and every week, you can find over on sescoops.com the show links, the audio, the video as well. So that's been a really, really good partnership. I mean, we saw our listenership go up quite a bit last week. So we appreciate everyone who tuned in. And if you're looking for Justin and Kyle, obviously they couldn't do the show tonight, but Kyle did drop uh, a bonus show over on our Patreon feed yesterday, a new Top Rope Nation extra. He looked at the much maligned WWE Raw's top 30 moments list that came out from WWE and and critiqued it. And I think uh, if you enjoy this show, you will like that one. There's a 15-minute teaser on our main feed. If you want to hear the whole thing, sign up to become a patron. Link here in the podcast description. And then it's been a busy week because Justin, Kyle, and myself, two nights ago, recorded this month's Top Rope Nation Classics. We looked at Royal Rumble 94. Uh, Really good stuff. I'm going to be dropping the podcast version of that to patrons this weekend. But the video version is available on Patreon right now. You see the names of all of our wonderful patrons going across the bottom of the screen. And we appreciate each and every one of you for your continued support of top rope nation so that said zach let's jump into it royal rumble season i mean even no matter how closely you're watching wwe at the moment and i know a lot of our listeners have kind of been in and out of wwe myself included um how can you not get excited about the royal rumble i mean what you know even if it's uh maybe not as high as other years, it's still the Royal Rumble. I mean, this is, outside of WrestleMania, my favorite WWE event of the year. Zach, what is your excitement level going into Saturday night?
0: I mean, the Royal Rumble always, you know, boosts the excitement, just because it's a fun event. And I think, you know, it's 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 a show that has, like, big stakes to it. And I think, like, it kind of just, it proves the point that, you know, having stakes for matches really, really help excitement and and momentum because this is the, you know, this is the big one, you know, this is, you know, you're going to find out half of, at the very least, half your WrestleMania main event in in all likelihood, uh, at least on on the men's side, for sure. Um, And that's, that's just exciting, you know, and so, and you couple that excitement with the surprises that are always in store the fact that it's going to be a big stadium show um, the fact that it's on a Saturday night. So it's, it's um, kind of a, a, so it can be a social event, not that it wasn't on Sundays, but it's easier yeah, for that to yeah. happen on a Saturday night. And, and so, yeah, like I'm, I'm super excited about it. I have some, you know, some casual friends that not casual friends, casual fans <laughs> who are friends that get are, out of my house, they're, they're, the out of the house, <laughs> <laughs> you silly casual friends um, that, you know, that are, they're excited about it too. And, you know, we do a little like Royal Rumble game or whatever. So, so yeah. So like from a, just a watching wrestling standpoint, I think it's always a fun weekend and it kicks off kind of like, you know, busy season of being a, uh, of being a wrestling fan. And there's, there's other times throughout the year, obviously SummerSlam is big, but, you know, between Saturday night and, and WrestleMania, like that's the, that's the hot period of time. And so we get, you know, we get, uh, we get going on that. And then when you bring in, kind of what they've built, I think it's you know, top heavy, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. like would be a the nice way to put it. Um yeah. and that's not always a bad thing. I, I don't I don't say that to like ridicule WWE's booking here because I think they've got it top heavy in two directions In either direction they go Sami Zayn or Cody Rhodes with on the men's side. I think they're gonna net out at a pretty good place. Um after that though, there's a pretty steep drop, I think, in 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 interest in terms of who, who could win this thing. But all in all, it's Royal Rumble weekend, and I think you know that's that's it's just a fun time to be a wrestling fan. So nothing wrong with that.
1: I was gonna ask you when you look at this card, and you know, you're a bit of a wrestling historian. So when you when you compare this to past Royal Rumbles, is this one of the most maybe predictable? cards top to bottom like to predict the winners of each match and I it's not necessarily a bad thing I mean some of the best rumbles in history you had a predictable winner going in but even outside the rumbles I mean just the undercard matches as well when you look at this thing from top to bottom I this comes through my mind because we did a predictions piece over on sc scoops earlier today and it's rare where all of the writers agree on the winner of every single match Mm -hmm. and we were all like lockstep on every single one I mean, can you think of another one that even compares, or is this one of the more predictable
0: cards? Ah, uh, I mean, this is for sure one of the more predictable, yeah, predictable cards for, for sure. I mean, in terms of stuff that's standing out, I mean, like the a lot of times you at least, especially when there were two, you know, world titles those years, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, things could go a lot of different directions when you've got when you've got that going on and shows, but because You know, there's one men's world title because, you know, you've got (laughs) like a crazy pitch black match that I think everybody is just interested in to see what kind of disaster is going to unfold. Um, When you've got like a women's championship match that like like you you could convince yourself and make an argument that it's going to go potentially – a certain way, but you know, I think you know logic tells you it's not going to. And then you yeah. add on to that, like pretty sure bets as far as like who's going to win those Royal Rumble matches. um Yeah, there's there's not a lot of like um drama in who's going to win. I think to, for me, it's like and, and and like you said, you hit the nail on the head. That's not always a bad thing. Like it would be a bad thing if you go into this and you've got like your 1A and 1B winners for the men's Royal Rumble. And then, you know, like, uh, somebody random, like it, Finn Ballard or something wins the Royal Rumble like that. That would not, it would be a surprise. Yes. yeah, But it yeah. would not be a good surprise because, you know, it's not that, that like, <laughs> he's just not in that, in that position. So you don't no. want a, a total surprise like that. Um, and so for that reason, I think it's, it's okay. I, so I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I don't need everything to be like a total mystery because I think the mystery of a lot of these matches is is what how the matches go. Like especially with, you know, the Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns match, like how is that going to play out? How does Sami Zayn factor into whatever that finish is going to be? Is he going to factor into that at all? Is he going to be in the Royal Rumble match itself? And and if he is, how do you how does the Cody story and the Sami Zayn story coexist um same thing with Bianca Belair and Alexa bliss like you've got Alexa bliss that's living in like kind of a superpower world of of WWE again or at least trending that way so how yeah. do you get out of that mess so I think there's is some mystery in what they do um but yeah the outcomes this this for sure certainly in recent memory this would be you know high up on the list as far as pretty pretty predictable unless there's a big curveball thrown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you look at those undercard matches and in the two title matches, the the Wyatt match, I mean, I I can't imagine them going any way but one. And then, you know, the Rumbles as we're going to get into, there's a clear-cut winner I think on the women's side and then you you can make the argument for two on the men's side. But, you know, last last week Justin and I in the show, we went through and we looked at every single Royal Rumble and we talked about if it was the right winner or not, and Justin said to him there was Nine winners in the history of the event that were no brainers. Like they had to go that direction. It was the right call. And I mean, those are some of the best rumbles. So even yeah. if it if it only is Sammy or Cody, and you know, predominantly Cody, who most people expect to win, I mean, look at ninety-two, Flair was a clear cut choice, or ninety-six, Sean, or ninety-eight, you know, Austin, or 05, mm-hmm. Batista, and down the line, Drew in twenty twenty, which was a really good rumble. Um, you know, it, it could still be a good match and still have some excitement. And uh, hey, if you're out there gambling and you're doing one of those rumble pools, you don't know what number <laughs> these people are coming out at. So you might win yeah. some money either way. Right. So
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right when you like I think that's part of the um, for me, that's like part of the fun of the raw Rumble. Like, don't get me wrong. I like I like a mystery going into these shows. And I think if you can build up, you know, four or five people who can conceivably win, that's. That's a, that's, that's good. It just makes for like a different kind of different kind of good Royal Rumble. I think if you have somebody that's kind of simmering, right. And they're, they're getting to that point And the Royal Rumble is like the big launching pad. I think that works really well. Austin, like you mentioned, Sean, um, not that these guys weren't stars beforehand, but it was like, it launched them into like that. Okay. They're going to go in main event WrestleMania now and, and yeah. wrestle for the for the championship drew is another big one um to me like those are those are the most fun even if they're the most predictable um i think that they you can make the argument that they're just fun to watch a star born in that way um yeah. and it, it makes for entertaining matches.
1: yeah so this will be the fourth time the rumble has taken place in san antonio interestingly enough 97 of course at the alamo dome Three of the four have been at the Alamo Dome. So 97 was, uh, 2017 was at the Alamo Dome. 2007 was, was it the AT&T Center? Remember the Spurs play? Um, so they were going like every 10 years after 97. Jumped the gun here a little bit by four years, <laughs> going back to San Antonio for the, the fourth time. And uh, like you said, going to be a big crowd, always fun to watch the stadium shows, adds an extra level of excitement to the show. And I guess, you know, let's just start off with the undercard talk about these matches a little bit um you mentioned bray wyatt and la knight and the mountain dew pitch black match and most importantly zach i think i have to ask you right away have you had mountain dew pitch black
0: <laughs> i have not i have not it's like i and i think i may, may make a point to not ever have it after after this, <laughs> this nonsense um no have you
1: i have not but i was listening to a podcast today that our friend of the show, Ben Cruz is doing over at the ringer and they were talking about it. And the review I heard was it tasted like flat grape soda. So apparently okay. that's what pitch black is, which doesn't was sound that, great.
0: Was that a good, was it like, was that a glowing review of the product or no, was-
1: there was three of them on there and two of them really didn't like it. And one was like, yeah, it's mid it's mid with all the uh, Mountain Dew products.
0: <laughs> <It's mid. so. laughs> well, that uh, even more reason to, to not like this match.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Everyone that listens to the show knows what we think about Bray Wyatt and the supernatural garbage and Uncle Howdy. Uh, La Knight, you know, he's shown something. He's a really good talker on the mic. I think that you know he's clearly not going to win this match unless there's some kind of shenanigans with the Uncle Howdy n- nonsense. Uh, but I think he's slotted himself La Knight into being kind of a you know an upper mid tier type wrestler. He might he could maybe hold a secondary title. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna ever be world champion in this promotion. I don't think that's the case. So they're clearly gonna push Bray here. Again, we don't know what the match is gonna look like, but I see no possible way why it doesn't win here.
0: Yeah, no way. I mean that and if for some reason that happens, I think that'd be a, a really big mistake. Oh, um God, this yeah. is definitely this is yeah this is this is a this is a Bray Wyatt match to win. Um I, I find it just bizarre that this is kind of the first reintroduction of Bray Wyatt's matches. It's going to happen under this type of circumstance. I mean, there's so much to be said for his in ring run or his first in ring run with the company. And to me, like if you're Triple H and, and, and you're the creative team, if you want to put him in a position where he can have a really, really great match out of the gate. And now instead, he's going to have this sponsored pitch black match and regardless of how it plays out, I mean, you know, it's just, it's going to be some kind of silliness, even if it's like a fun silliness, even if it's something that, you know, you chuckle at or go, Oh, that's, 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 that's pretty cool. You're not, you're not showcasing, you know, Bray Wyatt in, in the best light light with this thing. And with so much doubt around whether or not his characters can translate into a match in the ring um, this seems to be like another crutch to to hide that for a little bit a little bit longer and so um, I'm not a fan I, I, I do want to see it to see what the heck it's going to be but I'm not expecting I'm not expecting too much if this thing lasts um, you know more than five minutes I'll be very surprised and that's probably a, a bad call if you're uh, if you're WWE creative
1: yeah you don't want to expose the in ring this early uh, with him right. finally getting back in the ring i mean yeah it's what 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 have you made of him since his return because when he first came back I was hoping because i believe it or not you know the initial bray Wyatt like swamp dark feeling like the you know the wyatt family I really liked him during that era i felt they really Blew it with him on numerous occasions, mm-hmm. hated the fiend, hated the funhouse stuff. And when he came back, I was so hopeful that we would finally ditch all the fiend stuff, the funhouse. And when I saw Uncle Howdy, it's like, oh no, here we go again. And we're really going to wrap in Alexa Bliss and this crap again. I'm what, maybe you're on totally opposite side of the fence, Zach, but I mean, what have you thought so far?
0: No, 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 I'm on the same side of the fence. I mean, I, I'm willing to see it play out, but everything that I've seen so far is more of the same and not anything that would tell me, Oh, okay. They're going a different direction. They've pivoted to way yeah. to make this work. For me, the biggest thing is I don't know what the hell the story is at this point. I mean, like I know that we know uncle Howdy's around. We know that he's got some kind of connection to Way Bray Wyatt, but we don't really know how, and we don't really know, why you know we don't know the relationship there um and i think when you lose that part of your narrative and you lose that part of the story you it's hard to connect you know with with uh with bray or with uncle howdy or or whoever and i think that that's happened on multiple occasions where you just don't know like what is what's happening with this guy and you only will care for so long um and i'm already getting to that point where i'm watching this stuff and i'm going okay like Great. So what 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 did that promo mean? Like like what what are we talking about here? What are we doing? Um and I think you know Bray is ambitious with his creative and where he wants to take uh his characters. But the bottom line is this it's this is it's pro wrestling, so it has to end in the ring at some point. That's yeah. the be all end all. If you don't have that, you're missing a big key ingredient. And we just have not seen that from him on this run or or before so I'm not again I'm willing to see it play out but man I mean based on what we've seen and we're going to this pitch black match like I don't I don't have I, I would not hold my breath that this is going to turn into something where I go hey you know what like that was thumbs up thumbs up gotta rewatch I, I that immediately yeah. yeah rewatch that immediately like, right <laughs> right I don't get the, that sense at all that that's coming
1: I mean, at least it's not what was it—the Army of the Dead match or whatever they did with the zombies. <laughs> right, well, right. we, we, we don't, don't know released. yet, but yeah. Uh, I guess I guess I'm I am speaking too soon. It could be much worse than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't go, be. don't go giving them ideas to like looping <laughs> zombies into this thing. <laughs> okay. Well, right? I mean, Jeez.
1: yeah, no kidding. You you said it though with Bray and the promos, and it's kind of ends up like where are we going here? That's kind of been his mo throughout his time with WWE. Is he is no, There's no question. He's a super creative guy tries to do too much the promos are too wordy he loses you and and that's kind of the problem the whole story just needs to be easier to follow i think you can still do creative things but have it be more concise and logical and easy to follow and same goes for the promos so
0: like i think if you had a bray wyatt that came back and everything is the same like everything is the same you but you ditched uncle howdy and you just have this Bray Wyatt who is in WWE to try to right the wrongs and, you know, correct the sins of his past and just is like wasting these heels left and right. Like, I think that's a Bray Wyatt that can that can get over. You know, yeah. I think that's a Bray Wyatt that people will cheer and like and want to see win because uh, there's a you know, there's a weird odd sympathy with him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just, I think, genuinely like the act because he is so compelling it just exists too far off of like the regular wrestling path and it's it, once you're off it man i mean he has not been able to get back on and it's uh, but i think that there's there's an avenue for success there but he just leans this other direction and i think he he really loses momentum because of it
1: let me ask you this because this is something we've talked about on the show before and i put out a clip of us talking about this once on tiktok on our tiktok account it really got people talking and I think it was caught. Yeah, it was definitely Kyle. And I agreed with them. He was talking about how this whole like cartoony dark stuff that he does just doesn't work in modern wrestling. And, you know, like the comparison obviously is Taker, but Taker was born out of the cartoony 80s, early 90s period. And so mm-hmm. it worked. But, like, to do that now, Kyle was arguing Just it just doesn't work in today's world and you can't keep the fans with it. And we've also seen House of Black, like, Aleister Black tends to do a little too much of that and that hasn't worked either. Do you think it's even possible for that kind of story to work in today's world?
0: Mm, Very difficult. um, I mean, I I think even if, even, like, and and, and I say difficult, not just because it's like, oh, we're not in the, you know, the the cartoonish '80s, early '90s. It's that. Think of all the pro wrestling acts that there've been. You know, all the successful acts that there's been throughout throughout the years, and there's one Undertaker. Like mm-hmm. none of none of the other kind of. I mean, and Kane to an extent, I guess. But you know, but uh, but a lot of Kane though is rooted in the Undertaker and yeah. the fact that that's that that worked the. the the track record for strong you know long-term acts that that kind of go the supernatural route is not good um and you can throw out the undertaker but he's more of the exception to the rule than the rule than he is the the rule itself because he was just so good right time right place right gimmick and he had the ability to kind of mold that gimmick throughout the years and change it and you know when they were in the attitude era it got a little more it got less um you know less spooky and voodoo-y and more you know just like attitude era style stuff so Hmm. he, he was able to mold that and so um nobody's been able to pull it off like like he has and so it's a it's a heavy lift no matter what um but the great thing about the undertaker was it's still all in the end revolved around what happened in the ring. You know, he still was wrestling for championships. He still was having main event matches, you know, and, and whatever, nine, whatever he debuted survivor series, he's wrestling, you know, he's wrestling Hulk Hogan. He's had matches against the rock against Steve Austin, you know, good, memorable, memorable matches. And, and um, we just haven't seen that from Bray. Uh, yeah. and, like i said it, the undertaker was able to translate that gimmick into something that works in the ring and bray and a host of others have not have not been able to do that oh, yeah. so i agree with that premise for sure
1: uh, yeah i think i think the original wyatt family bray could work cuz it was yeah. close enough to reality you know like the weird almost like a weirdo murderer type you know living out in the woods kind of thing that yeah. that will work cuz you could actually believe it to be real life the fiend the as soon as I you mean,
0: put like supernatural into it, you're yeah. you're risking just kind of losing the thread, you know. You're like yeah. you're just risking that. But I, I'm like you, like I I was really hot on the on the Wyatt Family act, you know, when it yeah. first started. Like this is cool, like it's creepy cult it's leader cool. Wyatt,
1: you know that works. Col- yeah. Yes, yes, that's With, that's like, a term the term I was the bright for, like bright colored the shirt leader. and the hat, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that worked. Um, but boy, I mean, it's uh pivoted all sorts of different directions since then.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens in this Mountain Dew pitch black match. I am sure Sunday morning, we, we're going to be reviewing the show Sunday morning. So the, the following morning, tune in live here on the, the live stream channels. It'll be me and Kyle will have plenty to say about it. Um, Zach, let's look at I guess it's, it's related because we don't know what's going on with Alexa Bliss. So okay. Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss. This is Super easy to call. I mean, it would be madness to take the belt off of Bel Air, closing in on one year with the title. You know, they got the built-in match with Ripley that they should build out of the Rumble. I think to move the title to Bliss for shock value, or I just I don't see any way that this happens whatsoever. I don't like. I w- again with Alexa Bliss, I was kind of hoping that she, hoping she would get back to her old. Character and not mess with the uh, the doll and the voodoo and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, not a huge fan of teasing this relationship again. I assume you're picking Bianca Beller. Definitely, definitely. Okay, it would be a pretty. <laughs> if not, you're priority. off the show, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're you're not you're not qualified to be on this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could, if you wanted to make arguments or try to, you know, come up with a reason to convince yourself that Alexa Bliss is going to win. Uh, you know, whatever you could probably fantasy your book book your way way there but it it just doesn't make any sense like at, at this point in time for one thing and maybe the most important thing Bianca Belair I think has gotten a little a little cold like the back half of 2022 and into 2023 and man you know if you take away the one like the one strong thing that she has which is she's been champion for like what close to a year now? Yeah. Um, you know she she loses she loses a lot because she doesn't have it going on right now elsewhere with with the act and with her her character. So um, I think she needs to have that title. Like if she wants to play in the arena of having like a major key match at WrestleMania, um, you know, she needs to have that championship because she doesn't like. I think she kind of falls down a couple notches on the the priority chart uh, of the women's division on Raw. So, like for that reason alone, I go that direction. But really, it just doesn't make it just doesn't make any sense. Bliss well, has not been presented as somebody who is going to be the champion. And as you mentioned, Ryan, there's a big match looming for them to go to um, with a huge show coming up in April. So, to me, this um, easy call. Bianca Belair retains
1: yeah on the men's side okay Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens I mean it would be even crazier to do something <laughs> here But the there's no chance zero chance Roman Reigns loses the title uh now him and Kevin Owens they've had great matches at the Rumble before I think this is the third time out of the last seven Rumbles they have worked wow. a match at the Rumble and the other two are really good so I mean I expect it to be a good match I'm all for Kevin Owens push to the top but not at the expense of this multi-year Roman Reigns title run there's just, there's just no chance. Uh, I mean obviously the bigger story is is what happens with Sami Zayn. Is he going to be in the Rumble? We don't even know, but you know how is he going to show his loyalty to Kevin o- to uh, Roman Reigns here? Does he get involved in the finish? You would expect uh with the story they've been building. I mean easily this has been the most watchable part of wwe for months now i when i'm not tuning into a show live this is the only thing i seek out to watch is is the roman sammy stuff with the usos and i love the segment monday night i love the trial segment that was extremely well done loved how they built up jay coming to his aid there at the end after months and months of him being so suspicious of him i mean so not only do they have sammy roman to go to but sammy jay too they come out of this with some great options And they've made Sammy a star again. You know, this guy has that. We'll talk about this with the Rumble, but he has that organic momentum behind him that sometimes in WWE, just you don't get that hardly ever anymore. It feels like you go years without seeing that. And he definitely has it right now at the best time of the year. We'll talk plenty about Sammy in the Rumble, I think here. Um, But I mean, obviously Roman retaining. Your thoughts, Zach?
0: Well, yeah, Roman retaining for sure, um, and it's absolutely the right call. I think what I look for now in in Roman Reigns' title defenses is, you know, or at least up until now, because now that we're getting into WrestleMania, I think there's an you know you may see like okay, I think they're really gonna you know go with somebody else here and actually you know beat beat Reigns, but until now, it's just been like okay can you get me for 15 minutes or whatever the match is going to be to suspend disbelief, like for that 15 minutes and just kind of think, Oh, well maybe they'll go with Drew McIntyre here. or Maybe Riddle can pull off the upset. Um, And I think they've done that with Kevin Owens. I think they've told like a good enough story where, you know, when you're watching the match, you'll be able to buy into the fact that that Kevin Owens could maybe, could maybe win this thing. Um, he's not going to, but I think the goal is, can you, can you plant that maybe that little bit of seed of of doubt and can the match help to help that seed to, to, to grow into something. And I think they've laid that foundation. So I'm excited for the match. They always work well together. Um, They have a good chemistry. As you mentioned, they've had good matches at the Royal rumble, good matches on other pay-per-views as well. Um, So this is, I'm sure this is going to Fall right in line with that, but yeah, the question is all about Sami Zayn and and what they do, how or if Sami gets involved, um, and if he does get involved, in 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 what way? Like, do we see him actually turn on the Bloodline or help Roman Reigns win the match? We don't know, um, but that makes it com- compelling as well. So I'm I'm excited for this match, not because I think Kevin Owens is going to win, but because of all the other moving parts that yeah. are that are around it. Um, And it's just it's such an interesting feud. It's been going on for so long. Roman Reigns, I mean, man, has just been on another level in terms of just his just ability to work matches and come across like a big star. And, you know, like. Tell this kind of intricate bloodline story with a lot of different characters whether it's the Usos or it's Solo Sokoa or Paul Heyman Sami Zayn of course so he's just been supremely like impressive like these lessons, since since the run started really um uh, since he oh. came back after the covid hiatus and um you know if it all is going to come to a screeching halt this weekend because or not not a halt but if it's going to pivot in a big way because Sami Zayn is going to be on the outs that it's like it's almost like we haven't even really gotten to the actual story yet because that's, you know, that's going to be really interesting to watch. I mean, yeah. the heat that Roman's going to have when, you know, he's going up against Sami Zayn or or, or even Cody for that matter, like is is going to be significant. And mm. that it, you just haven't seen that type of investment in a character in a while uh in WWE and in this instance, you're going to have it on both sides. I think whether it's Cody or whether it's Sammy, you know, you're going to have equally hot acts colliding head on, and that's you know that's a recipe for some really good wrestling.
1: What do you say on Raw? Roman told him to finish out his duties on Raw, and then he didn't want to see him again until the Rumble. So I don't know what kind of twist they could throw in on SmackDown tomorrow night, but it's going to be really really interesting to see when they do that shift in the story because. I know the word was for a while that they were going to do Roman Sammy in Montreal at Elimination Chamber that they were going to wrestle at that show. Yeah. And that there was plans for the Usos to take on KO and Sammy at WrestleMania, but obviously the momentum Sammy has has made an argument for yeah. something else. I mean, do they they could either move this sh- you could have the shift this weekend if they're going to do that match in Montreal or they do They do the turn in Montreal and Sammy will get just a crazy pop, you know, when he turns on the bloodline, if it's in his hometown. So it's really enticing. I'm not going to lie. I mean, been very negative on WWE for a long time, but I want it. I want it to be good television. I got to talk about it on podcast and (laughs) there's some good stuff there. I mean, yeah, three hours worth of raw is a slog to get through, but there's portions of the show that are really entertaining. This is really good stuff. And uh, gives me reason to be excited for the show, and I just don't know what they're going to do, and that's when wrestling's the best. So we'll we'll see, but they've got they got some options, they got some big decisions yes. ahead of them. Um, so we'll hit on more on that with the men's rumble. Before we do, let's get to the women's rumble, and boy, Zach, this is uh, this is a mess. What they have seven people announced for this? I believe they have seven I...
0: people announced. Seven or I thought. I thought maybe I counted nine earlier, but I could be thinking of something else. Either way, (laughs) not enough, not enough, uh, not enough with uh, a few days to go before the show. Um, You do. You said it. man. I mean, it's it's a mess. I mean, it really it really is a mess on. I mean, and I think it's a mess on multiple on multiple levels. I mean, for one thing, you know, you just don't have enough. Like. Top talent that's that's talking about winning this match i mean even if you yeah. if you look at the men's side of things yeah it's a two-horse race and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute but there's probably like four or five names that you could like reasonably make an argument for here it's like man what you know where where, where are they going i mean there's it, it's just not there and then you know if you stipulate to the fact that the champions are going to be the same going into WrestleMania, Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. You know, the two winners that you could potentially kind of see genuinely coming out of this um, really don't make sense for either of those opponents. Right. Um, and, and it leaves like a big women's star not involved in something at, at WrestleMania. And I don't and I don't think that's I don't think that's good either. Um, So unless you're going to do like a triple threat, which gets everybody into a, into a tizzy always. And because generally it means it's like, it's like bears quarterbacks. If you have more than one, you (laughs) don't have any, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) but if you have, you know, if you have triple threat match, you don't really have like the best, you know, championship match that you can have at WrestleMania. And so, you know, I think that there's a clear winner here. And I think that there's an argument for another, but man, it's not, it's not a layup because of those matches that are that are kind of out there and what they and the residual effect they'll have on the rest of the card. at WrestleMania. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, the list I'm looking at here, they've got announced Liv, Candice LeRae, Ripley, Raquel, Baszler, Zelina Vega and Emma. That's it. I mean, you got to get you got to get 23 more people. Most of these women's rumbles that they've done. Look, man, I'm I'm a girl dad. I'm all for equal opportunity. But most of the women's rumbles have not been good. It's tough because you got to go over the top rope to the floor. And they they rely so much on bringing back old acts that just weren't to the level in ring Mm -hmm. that the current crop of women are. You know, I think the yeah. current cop's more capable of doing this than a lot of the names that they bring back from the past. And just just the eliminations themselves is hard to do with some of them. And they're again, they're gonna be relying on some of these past a lot of past names, most likely, looking at this list. I mean, hopefully you get some NXT talent in there. But boy, yeah, the odds makers on this have Ripley the favorite. Um, and then they have Becky next, Bailey. Then Raquel, Which is, that's a
0: steep drop. I mean, yeah, like Bailey's not winning the the world. No, nah. like
1: yeah. no, no. I, and then they got I Bliss. Mean, and then they got Asuka. And then they okay. have Live. I mean, yeah,
0: it's tough, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Like that's a it's a that's a big you know. You need a lot of people, and I, you know, I just when you look at the. The women on the roster, like and who's featured on a regular basis, like that's kind of it's not that many women if you really if you think about it. Like I'm sure I'm sure like uh e. sky is gonna be in this match. I'm sure Dakota Kai is gonna be in this match. I'm sure I'm, I'm I I'm, I would imagine you know even like you know Toxic Attraction is gonna be in this those mm-hmm. uh JC Jane and GG Dolan will be in it. Um but so so you know you can get to like fifteen twenty probably like pretty pretty quick. But man, the last that last ten, it's like, boy, what do you do and how do you keep those those surprises fresh year to year because yeah. like they're all they're the same usually. You know, yep. like Michelle McCool will come back or Kelly Kelly will come back, and it's like Beth Phoenix, I'm sure, is, is going to be involved in this in some way. So it's like, how do you keep those surprises fresh? And it's like. What you end up seeing is like a similar match year after year mm. after after year after year, and I and I think this is the same thing. Um, you know, if it's, I would like try to throw a curveball to make this thing like memorable in in a really big way, and I think Rhea Ripley is how you can do that. You, yeah. she's has a lot of momentum right now, and not just in the women's division. Like she's standing toe to toe with uh, like putting. Um, Luke Gallows through, through a table or um, she's staring down solo Sokoa. Right. I, you know, I'd be, I I would throw out if I was in a creative meeting, like, what if we have Rhea just like eliminate like 20 people and just have, yeah, completely, completely crazy. Put her over huge, you know, and then, you know, build to that match with Bianca Belair at, at WrestleMania. Like, if there's ever a year to do something like that, this is it because the depth just isn't there. But we'll we'll see. We'll see what what they do. But I I mean, to me, it's it's uh, you go with you go with real Ripley here. Although you know, I don't know what you do with Becky if you do that. But you know, maybe that's just a problem to solve later.
1: I love that idea of just having her eliminate people left and right because why not? You yeah, know, it's going to be a pretty thin roster. Is it? Yeah, uh, it's I just a thin look, roster. I, I just looked it up. The record for most eliminations in a women's rumble is just eight. And the record for the men's is 13. So why not have her break both of them? I'd have, break yeah, I'd have her throw like 14, 15 and just put that on her record. Like she has the most Royal rumble eliminations of anyone, men or women of all time. I agree. Her momentum finally has come back because you know, leaving twenty nineteen, going into early twenty twenty, she was on fire coming out of the NXT run. She had so yeah. much momentum. WrestleMania didn't do her any favors that year. And, you know, she struggled for a while. But you're right. It's not just on the women's side, like the show in general. She has regained yeah. so much momentum that she you gotta you gotta have her win here. They got the built in match with Bianca Belair, they can do. Yeah. I I'm I'm for sure picking Rhea Ripley in this one.
0: Me too. Definitely. I mean, it's the way to go. Um, I mean, she she really has had an incredible back half of the year. I mean, you think of where she was, um, I think middle of the year, she was doing stuff with uh, Nikki ASH, you know, like as a tag team. It's like, man, you look at that rear Ripley compared to now, um, there's a big difference there. And, And not only that, not only is she like making herself like a complete character, but she's, like Dominic Mysterio jumps off the page better with her at his side. And so she's helping that, that group too, in the whole judgment day fashion. So I, yeah, this is, this is, and it's not just because there's nobody else, but it's especially because there's nobody else. (laughs) You just go with it, go with it.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's look at the men's rumble here. So got some stats here, uh, pulled this from the sporting news. So shout out to the sporting news. Uh, If you look at the numbers, so for those of you who do the Royal Rumble pools and you're looking to win some money, here you go. (laughs) The top four numbers that have the best chance at winning the Rumble match. Uh, Number 30, four times an entrant has won from number 30. Number 27, number 27, four times have won. Four people have won from number 27. This is just on the men's side. Number one, three times someone's won from number one. And number 24, three times people Have won from number 24, so 30, 27, one, and 24 are your most likely numbers given the statistics here. So have that in the back of your mind. Uh, it's a wide them. range, it is 30 or one. You're not doing a 40 man rumble again, man. That one was oh, a dog.
0: <laughs> well, how long ago was that? That was like what 10 20, years ago, 12 years ago. That yeah,
1: was the one Del Rio one, right?
0: Yeah, so it's 12. Yeah, geez, so 2012, right? Yeah. 2011? That
1: might be right. 2011 or 2012, yeah.
0: Yeah, something like that. Oof, that was a slog for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, we got 16 people announced for the Men's Rumble, so we're going to get some surprises. I mean, I saw some reports out there that WWE was very satisfied with the surprises they have planned. I mean, there's two of them everyone's talking about as possibilities. Before we get to the big names, who are you looking for as a possible surprise entrant here?
0: Boy, so I I mean in terms of like kind of classic WWE guys, I mean I think we haven't seen Edge in a while, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up. Um I don't know what um what Kevin Nash is up to. I know he had a very tragic um thing happen with his son and his and his family, so I'm not sure. If he's even in a position to to compete, but with, with or or want to or care to or whatever, but with you know triple H at the top, like to me that makes sense as somebody that they'd approach to to mm-hmm. be in it. Um uh we saw X Pac over the weekend or uh earlier in the week. Uh so I mean th- I think he actually came out today and said that he's not going to be mm-hmm. in the match, but hey, it's wrestling and it's X Pac. So you know, never say never. Um always I watching. also What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Always, Always working. working. Yeah. I can't, I can't take credit for this uh, for this uh, kind of prediction. It was uh, my my co-host on the far side chat on the PW Torch YouTube channel, Tyler. Um, but he he threw out Matt Cardona and Nick Alvis as uh, as two potential kind of like new signees or not even just like, you know, just one, you know, one offs type thing that could uh, could kind of freshen up the match. And I can, I can see both of those. I can see yeah. both of those happening for sure, um, man. And then, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to tap out there. I, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not great at the surprises thing.
1: I So I listened to a little of your show earlier, and I love that idea from Tyler. I would really like to see Cardona in this. And you guys talked about if he would come out as writer or Cardona, and I agree that they should just make him Matt Cardona. I think that that would be the way to go. Yep, Um,
0: yep, I I agree. What do you think about all this? Do you think he fits in, in WWE?
1: Yeah, you guys talked about this a little bit too. It is kind of a more hardcore audience that travels in for a show like this, so they would probably know him. I'd worry a little bit. Like they want the pops for these. I mean, he'd probably yeah. get a good pop. It wouldn't be like when AJ came out as a surprise. He's not. No. not it. Um. I I think Cardona's more likely for sure. I mean, because the, the audience already knows him. It's been a few years. I I could definitely see that one happening. I don't know yeah, if they bring yeah. him in long term. If it would just be a spot, you know, thing, but we'll see. We'll see. I. Yeah, I, I think all of those names, though, like Edge seems very likely for sure. Um, the You know, the big, the big ones out there are Rock and Austin. And boy, if they get Rock in this, they have really kept it under wraps because, you know, all the reports right now are he's out on WrestleMania. A lot of people don't want to buy that. And they think they're just trying to shift the narrative a little bit because they've clearly been building it, you know, for a couple of yeah. years now. If they really don't get Rock to do this match, which seems to be the case, according to the reports, that has to be such a downer for them. Because everything (laughs) they have done has built to this match for two years. The whole thing with the family, head of the table, everything. And, you know, I know the reports are that Rock doesn't think he can get into ring shape fast enough. Which is odd since they would have approached him a long time ago about this. I mean, I know he's got to have the time to train and everything. The guy's ring shape and, and workout shape are two different things, don't get me wrong, but yeah. you would have thought he would have had a list, you know uh, the ability to maybe schedule in some time here and there. We, we were talking about this. Um, I did the Fight Game podcast with Garrett Gonzalez mm. a few weeks ago over on, uh, on F4W, and they were talking and Garrett was saying, you know, rock could really use this WrestleMania match right now. Cause his stocks down because of what happened with black Adam and everything. And I mean, it's a built in sold out crowd. He could be in the, the last match of the show. And like, look at that big crowd I drew, which you know, It's in LA. Yeah. It, it's an easy like PR win for him to do this. The match, not so easy. I mean, he hasn't wrestled a real match in over a decade. And yeah. <laughs> you know, last time right. he got hurt so there'd be a lot riding on it we've we have been on our show very skeptical for two years that this match would ever happen at times when other shows were oh it's definitely happening we were very much pumped the brakes i'll believe it when i see it so it doesn't look like it's happening right now but if it does and they bring him out here in secret to win the rumble i mean it would be quite quite the story that they kept that under wraps i don't think that he really has to win the Rumble, you know, because they could do the two-night thing with Roman to set up a match. I mean, obviously, Cody makes the most sense. Sammy has a compelling case. Rock, I mean, yeah, the crowd will go nuts for in the moment, but they can get there without him winning the Rumble, even if it's a title match, because he can have Roman work both nights. Um, Austin, look, man, you know more th- about Steve Austin than pretty much anybody I know, and I don't see it. What do you think?
0: No, I. I mean, Austin. No, I, I mean, I. W- could he come back and and work a match at WrestleMania? Yeah. Yes. Maybe in the Royal Rumble. Sure. I think you can you can spin that, and, but I don't see him winning the Royal Rumble and going on to have a match with Roman Yeah, Rumble that's what I meant. If he's
1: gonna be in the Rumble, I don't see him being in the Rumble. I don't see yeah. a match with Reigns as not at all possible. I, I see it as not likely, but I I wouldn't be shocked to see him in a match at Mania.
0: No, I, that's the thing. I wouldn't either. I just I to me, it's like if he's going to be in the Royal Rumble and they've got that as a big surprise. Okay, like obviously, if you can get Steve Austin, like you <laughs> you, you do it. You know who knows what like if or how long he's going to be healthy for. So you yeah, you go you go for it. Um, but I think you use the Royal Rumble to set up whatever he would do at WrestleMania. So if that's a tag match of some kind, or if he's going to work Brock Lesnar or or whoever, like that's, I think what you use the Royal Rumble for to, to Mm -hmm. to set, to set, to set that up. But I, you know, Roman Reigns and, and Steve Austin, I think is a compelling match, but you know, in the main event of WrestleMania for the one men's world title that you have, like, I think like you need to have that match be, you know, a match in the ring, inside the ropes and 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 be like a true championship match because you're not going to get another one um, on the card. Like Steve Austin, Roman Reigns, I don't think you have that match, that type of match at WrestleMania. I, the Rock, it's, it's iffy. You know, Steve Austin mm-hmm. can have a match with Kevin Owens where you're brawling around the arena and, and in the crowd. And, and it, 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 that was great. Like, that was really, really fun. Um, but that's, I don't know that that's like your singles men's championship match on the biggest show of the year. Like, I don't know. You may need a little bit more depth than that. But Austin can work Brock Lesnar in a style like that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So that to me seems more more likely. And And the other nugget is like, I don't see Steve Austin coming back and having a match in the middle of the card. you know, like, I don't think he's going to play second fiddle to Cody. I don't think he wants to play second. Certainly doesn't want to play second fiddle to the rock. Like, you know, I think if he's going to be on the show, he's going to want a main event, one of the nights and, and rightfully so. He's the biggest star that they've, that they've ever had. Um, And so does he fit in that, in that regard? If that's, if that's the reality and, you know, yeah, they can make, they can, I think they can make, that work potentially um so that'd be a huge surprise for the royal rumble i mean to see him out there um even if he doesn't win i think if you build that match the right way you can walk out of it going all right yeah austin didn't win this but man like he's heated up for something pretty 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 cool at at, at wrestlemania
1: I, Rock, I like your idea though, of oh, sorry. yeah i was gonna say i like your idea of using it to set up Brock and Austin. Like that, that could be a compelling WrestleMania match because they could brawl. I don't need to see Steve Austin taking German suplexes.
0: Well, uh, yeah, could, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they
1: could brawl. True. You know, they could work submissions. They could keep it safe for Steve. That could be a headline match because, you know, Brock is obviously not working Roman again, <laughs> for God's oh, God. sakes. Yes, so And he, he would want a prime spot at WrestleMania. Steve Austin makes a lot of sense. They've got the backstory going back 20 years. I yeah. feel like Austin reigns. Is a match that you would have like on a Saudi show. Kyle said this on, on our extra show the other day. That yeah. that seems like one of those matches they do where they bring in a legend for a massive payday and you got you have Roman beat off. It doesn't even have to be a title match. It could be if if Roman drops the title to Cody, you know, it could be a non-title match with just, you know, Roman taking on these legends. Eventually you get to the match with The Rock and he can say he beat the biggest stars from the attitude era. It makes sense to do the match. I don't see it as a WrestleMania title match though. And yeah. go, go ahead. Your thoughts on either. that and the rock too. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, um, I, I agree with you. I want to put that out there. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's your WrestleMania match. Um as far as the rock goes, like yeah, I mean it, it's always been for me too one of those things that yeah, believe it when you see it. If WWE can get it, you go get it. And then you figure everything else out later because, you know, it's the biggest, that's the biggest match you can do. Roman Reigns versus The Rock right now, Um, I think is like, is big. And, and the longer the story goes on, who knows how big that, like, I guess, you know, it could get bigger, but you, mm-hmm. but in all likelihood, it's going to not get as big and, you know, The Rock's not getting younger. So, I mean, if he, if it's going to be hard for him to train to get to have a match this year, it, you know, next year is not going to be any, <laughs> any easier. So yeah, it's been one of those things for me where it's like, if you can get them, you get them and you do that match and you do it huge. Um, and then you, you go all in, like you put all your chips in on that. And, and, and that's your main event. You're in LA, you've got the rock, you go. And you know, you put, I mean, I think you put range over it in that, in that, in that scenario. Um, they're lucky because they have been planting the seeds for this for two years, that some of these other guys have have fallen into place for them. Cody being one of them, like him being in WWE to even have this conversation was unthinkable a year ago um, Mm -hmm. or close to a year ago. And now he's there and he's got added momentum because he's coming uh, off injury and coming out of kind of a, I think what I, I think was the match of the year in in 2022, the Hell in a Cell match against against Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. like you can't write that, you can't predict that you're going to have that as a backup plan to The Rock, but they do. And then you add in Sami Zayn into that, and that for sure wasn't supposed to be as hot <laughs> as it is. And yeah. you've got that to go with. So I mean, yeah, they may not have The Rock this year, and that's for sure like disappointing. Um, without question, it's disappointing, especially if you kind of had it in your, the back of your mind. But the good thing is, man, they've got two really, really solid options that I think are suitable backups um, that will play just fine. And, and albeit in a different way than The Rock would, but um, in a way that I think can send the WrestleMania crowd happy, on, home happy on, on, on Sunday night. So, I I mean... Can you imagine if they didn't have a hot Sami Zayn act or if Cody Rhodes oh, wasn't gonna be coming if back? He wasn't I mean back
1: in time. Yeah.
0: Like they'd It'd be, be directly. Yeah.
1: It would <laughs> It'd be. be dire, but they do have compelling options right now. So yeah, you're right. They are lucky because you can make the case for Sammy for sure. Yeah. I do think that they should still go with Cody. I'm still on the Cody side, although like the Sammy thing has been I've been warming up to that because it is such an organic, like the crowd is behind him kind of thing. Uh, I heard you guys on your show you talked about is there a possibility that the crowd could turn on Cody because they want Sammy to win? I mean, I don't think so. Like you said, it's not impossible. I think Cody's going to be so over that I don't really see that happening, but I do think they should be careful in how they book the match with who's in there at the same time when people get eliminated to avoid any kind of crowd revolt situation. But yeah, with, with Cody, it's just like... It seems obvious, yes, but as we said at the top of the show, many times in WWE history, the obvious winner was the right call. It was obvious. There's a there's a good parallel here with Shawn in 96, you know, mm-hmm. where he yeah. hadn't been world champion yet. He was coming back from being gone with, the you know, the attack that happened in Syracuse. Not the same kind of injury. It was basically like <laughs> he was coming off the injury. He had the, the fainting thing, you know, on Raw. And, like very similar feeling to me and everybody knew he was going to win the 96 rumble and it didn't matter because that's what they needed to do and they did it and i feel like with cody he was him and roman were the the most over guys in the promotion easily before his injury as you said match of the year in wwe no question about it he's got the built-in story from day one that he came back to get the world title it's the most compelling match to me for wrestlemania right now with Sammy coming in hot, but I still go Cody. Are you, are you picking Cody or are you going Sammy?
0: No, I'm picking Cody. I'm picking Cody yeah. too. For, and for the same reasons and I can, and I'll add in a couple others. Like they're, they're just, they're heavy handed with Cody right now. I mean, like they want you to go into this thinking that he's going to win and and not just thinking he's going to win, but for you to get behind the win like Mm -hmm. that's how like the videos are kind of teeing it up to me like emotionally it's like look at what this guy's been through check out that injury oh here's a close-up of that thing like (laughs) in case you missed it like here it is you know feel bad for this guy get behind him oh Mm -hmm. let's remind you of the promise that he made on his first night back that he's going to win the world title for for his dad like you know and, and that's good booking. I think that's strong that's a strong way to go about it. Like you want to present that story in that way. but man, if you present it that way and don't deliver and he doesn't you know he doesn't win, it's like, oh man, all right, should we really should we get behind you anymore? like that you kind of mm-hmm. you kind of took your shot and and you missed. um yeah and so I think that like Sammy's gonna be over like, I don't think the Sammy thing is going away, you know, but the Cody thing can go away if you, if you let it fall off a cliff. And so I, you know, I don't know if you put the title on Cody at WrestleMania. I I think that's a conversation for a WrestleMania preview show later on. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it will, will be determined as to how, how hot he stays, you know, after the Royal Rumble win. But I think you always have Sami Zayn. Like that's, he's going to be there. Um, and you can do the Roman Reigns match later on if you if you want to. Or, you know, you can do the turn and have him team with Kevin Owens and, and have him wrestle the Usos. Like, that can happen. But it's absolutely paramount because you don't know how the audience is going to react to Cody, that you factor Sami Zayn into how this match plays out because mm-hmm. you don't know what the reaction is going to be if that crowd is just super, you know, pro-Sami Sammy. And you know, it's Sammy and Cody at the end. like that's gonna be an issue. So to me, it's if Sammy's in the rumble, you get him in, you do whatever angle you're gonna do, you get him out, and then you put Cody in there to almost yeah. fight on on um like on Sammy's behalf, right? Like if Solo is the one who takes Sammy Zayn out, like, you build the story where it's Cody fighting solo in the end to like to to win the match. Like I think you want to be that meticulous with how you plan yeah. that out so that you avoid any potential potential pushback. But yeah, I mean it's 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 Cody, it's Cody, and if they do it right, it's going to be a really fun a really fun night um, for 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 WWE fans and but especially fans of Cody. I mean, like what a what a damn story like that that type of rise from you know, stardust nobody like that does not happen very often in <laughs> WWE no. where you see a guy come back from that and then win the Royal Rumble and go on to main event WrestleMania. Like that just doesn't happen. And um he's got such an interesting story with AEW and the Indies and leaving. It's just it's uh, it's fascinating. And I think you I can think, tell that all for the world to see.
1: I think that's the that's the reason, too, is that he got himself over. He did this right. himself. The whole Cody character that's over, none of it is WWE's creation. None of it. He even has his own theme music, his own look that he developed. That's why he's gone from Stardust to what he is now. WWE hasn't really been able to do that themselves. As you said, Cody did it on his own, transformed himself, and they were smart enough to let him continue the character he developed when he came back and put himself in this position. People want to see him be world champion. I think the difference between, you know, you talk about the the crowd revolt situation. People are really hot for Sammy turning on Roman and the Usos, and what's going to happen there. It's not necessarily about him becoming world champion. So, like, if you look at the parallel with Brian, which absolutely killed Roman Reigns when uh, the way that all played out, you know, like, well, twenty fourteen, he wasn't even in the Rumble. And they wanted right. him to win so bad because they wanted him to win the title at Mania, and they got there eventually through a crowd revolt, <laughs> not, not the original plan. Um, and then in oh. 2015, you know, talking about being careful on how you book it, they weren't very careful because they put him in there and then they took him out of it. So then the crowd revolted and didn't give a shit about the match the rest of the way, and then Roman got shit on. You know, so I don't see it as a similar situation where if Sammy's if he if he's in the Rumble you know they haven't announced him for the rumble if he's in it and he gets taken out early i don't feel it's the same thing because he's not on this quest to become like world champion like brian was it's a different dynamic i'm not saying it couldn't happen it could but i think people want cody to capture the title and it and it's just it's just a whole different dynamic right now
0: it is it very much is i mean think i mean if you think about it like really the story is like, if you listen to the crowd reaction and you listen to like what we saw Monday night, it's for him to stay in the bloodline. Is really like yeah. what we're talking about here, you know, like right now, anyway, like we know the next chapter at some point it's going to be, you know, he's not, but like for right mm-hmm. now, when you talk about like, like the heat, the heat is rains kicking him out of the group. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so that in itself is, is, is super different. Like, um i mean it's just a different thing i don't i don't see you know this isn't like you know you know part-timer coming back you know and stealing the thunder of you know like Like sammy uh, zay right like like batista like was or it's not like we're gonna go with this guy in roman reigns who's not over as the biggest star and we're going to go with him anyway, because that's what we want to do. Like, this is, I mean, if you listen to the reactions and you go with what you had with Cody, like, he was the hottest act that you had next to Roman you know, when he left. And so, like, that's a totally, the psychology is totally different there. So I, I, I don't think they will run into issues. I'm just saying, like, you still, I think you still want to play it safe and plan mm-hmm. for just in case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. It, it would be really <laughs> unfortunate for Cody to go out there and have this kind of storyline kick off and the crowd just crapping all over me. That'd
1: be <laughs> yes. sad. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Again, this is why I'm excited for the show because there are some interesting dynamics at play. Should make for a good watch. Uh, if they go Cody like both of us think, it will be interesting to see, you know, what happens with Sammy, how Montreal and Elimination Chamber plays into everything. But I, I'm looking right. forward to the show. Uh, more, more so than any WWE show in quite some time, I have to say. So Me too.
0: Me too. It's going to be, I think it's going to be compelling, even though, as we talked about at the top, a lot of these outcomes, I think are more set than you'd like them to be, but there is intrigue around them no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that should yeah. keep everybody on the edge of their seat too. Well,
1: well, Zach, I appreciate you coming back on the show. We got to do this sooner next Best. time, um, yes. but it's always fun to have you on. Tell the listeners where they can find you and what you're up to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. This has been a blast. It's always always fun talking wrestling with you and your show is fantastic. I can't can't recommend it enough. The yeah, you can follow me on social media at z Haydorn Torch. Um I usually post all my work funnels through there at some point. But uh but really, you know, head over to PWtorch.com. We've got uh we'll be covering the Royal Rumble all weekend long and we'll have editorial columns. Um we've got all the news of the weekend as it rolls in for for royal rumble you know if austin steve austin sets foot in san antonio you know we'll make sure to let you know uh but uh you know keep pwtorch.com top of mind i think um you know we do a good job covering the news the right way and uh get you what you need uh, ahead of uh, what is going to be a big weekend in uh in wwe also um, check us out on youtube so just search pwtorch on youtube we've worked really hard to get that channel up and running and uh, have created a pretty fun environment over there. We're live almost every day, um, with, uh, different types of shows, raw previews and post shows and, and all, all sorts of fun stuff, but head over there, subscribe, um, and hit the little notification button so that you know, when we go live and that way you don't, that way you don't miss anything, but that would certainly be a big help and, uh, certainly appreciate it. But yeah, that's it. Thanks, Ryan.
1: Awesome, yeah, I, I would recommend it. Like I said, I tuned into your show today. I tune in pretty frequently, uh, silently Thanks, lurk most of the time on there once <laughs> in a while, I'll throw something in the, in the chat. But yeah, I tune in. You guys are working really hard. You and Tyler do a great job in particular, and you've been super active. So if you like watching wrestling talk shows, check out the Torch. Those guys are doing a great job. And uh, if you also like talking wrestling, definitely check out our Facebook group. We got a great group of people. All you got to do is search top rope nation pro wrestling discussion on facebook zach's a member i believe you'll find yep. hip-hop it in there I'll once be there. in a while yep, i'm in there also and uh yeah as i said we're we are streaming on the sc scoops channel but this show will also go up on the top rope nation youtube channel on our entire archive going back to 2016 is on there so please subscribe to our channel as well or on the podcast feeds you know wherever you're listening we appreciate all the watchers and listeners and as i said earlier in the show patreon.com slash top rope nation best way to support us tons of bonus content dropping over there all the time so we will be back with you sunday morning to review the rumble here live on youtube and all the social channels until then for zach hadorn i'm ryan droste we'll catch you next time have a great weekend and enjoy the rumble